Welcome to the Thomas Anonymous Show with your host, Tommy Natoli. That's me. This is the best LGBTQ plus podcast featuring members and allies of the community. They share their experiences growing up, coming out, and all the fun in between. It's hilarious, poignant, and salacious. So you better buckle up, because it's going to be a truthful, sparkly ride. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Yay, me! <laughs> well, 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 here we are again. I feel like every time I turn around, time is flying by and I have to put out an episode. Today, I have an amazing show for you guys. It's another time capsule episode. This interview is from 2018, the early years of my podcasting, but it's so good and so funny, and it features my absolute favorite person and best friend, comedy mentor, and my roller skating lover for life. It's comedian Bobby Oliver. Now, if you don't know Bobby, make sure to follow her at the Bobby Oliver on all social media. That's B-O-B-B-I-E. Everybody knows that. And also check out her greatest hits special available on Amazon Prime. And you can also go buy her fantastic book, The Tao of Comedy, Embrace the Pause. I love her so much. She owns and operates Dow Comedy Studio here in Los Angeles, my favorite place in the whole world. You can find out all about that at DowComedyStudio.com. Dow has a T, you guys. It's spelled T-A-O, DowComedyStudio.com. Everybody knows that. <laughs> okay, let's get into it with Thomas Anonymous and Bobby Oliver. First of all, let me say this. I have known you a really long time. How many years? Minimum 10. 10 years, yeah. yeah. And so two things. One, I don't like it when you say you dabbled in comedy because oh, you know. are way too funny a comic to sell, your show, sell yourself short like that. I'm sorry. So just so your listeners know, you're a true stand-up comic. Okay. 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 The second thing is, <laughs> I've known you this long and I had no idea about so much of this stuff that you went through as a child. Mm. And you, I had a terrible childhood, and you don't talk about your terrible childhood a quarter as much as I do. <laughs> and it's probably because I never shut up and there's no time for you to talk. <laughs> but if I had your childhood, I would be just talking about that shit all the time. So there was so much that I didn't know, and I just want every... T- so many times in the episode, I wanted to hug you. Mm. I wish I was there with you so oh. that I could hug you. And I'm not trying to make it silly yeah, no, or anything, but, but that just, I really think what you're doing is really important. Oh, and good. I think it's really helping people. And it ha- I told Chris today, I said, I don't think I realized, I mean, I, I, I understand white privilege at this point, but I don't think I understood gender normative privilege. And I don't just mean um, heteronormative, but like I acted like what people thought a girl was supposed to act like. You know, my kid did not. Brandy did not. You know, she was always playing with swords and guns and all. Um, So I didn't have to go through. I got picked on for a lot of shit, but I never had to go through any of that stuff. And you don't realize... Yeah. Wow, I didn't, you know, that's one thing that I have to be thankful for is that that's a whole other level of struggle and abuse that I never even had to think about before. Yeah, I never even um, until recently kind of put all that together with like uh, the gender roles and like, and how that was a 
like a big impact on all of this this all of these chapters of this life i guess and um that was like a huge awakening of like oh so it was more like it just it just all kind of made sense like mm -hmm. it was it, i don't know it's hard to articulate <clears throat> well like the the talk that your mom had with you in oh. the mermaids episode oh my god i know <laughs> it broke my heart and chris and i were following each other today um to drop the car off for an oil change which turned into, of course, there's all these problems now with the car that we have to fix. But, um, so I was listening to the episode, and he was in a different car. And as soon as he got in the car, I was like, oh, my God, oh. Tommy's mom, and da-da-da. And he was like, oh, my God, that's so sad. And just the whole, you know, just the idea. I mean, like you said, times have changed. So yeah, it's yeah. probably not to the extreme. But that just that you felt like you were... Adults were mad at you for being who you really are. Totally. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And I wish, you know, I, um, I wish that I had, I wish that I was able to like, like, I don't know, like kind of like not let all that affect me so much. Cause there are people that were like, well, I just acted however and did it, whatever. And like, I think I don't, they say that, but I think I, on some level they have felt that. I mean, yeah, I don't know how they do that. Cause like I just wasn't able to, and I'm so like in awe of the more the you know, I make fun of the gold stars, but like more uh -huh. the people my age that are, have been, that are quote gold stars yeah. and just have been flamboyantly wonderful their the whole pressure. Yeah. Or had it, but just, yeah. Like, or maybe they just had better well, moms. Remember, and stuff. I mean, I think Michelle touched on this too, that when I met you, I didn't know you were gay for like the first, at least month. I mean, and then when you finally told me, we, you know, I encouraged you to come out right mm -hmm. on stage. Yeah. You, you said that I should just, you didn't say you should go up and you should come out on stage. You said you should talk about, you should be talking about whatever makes you the most uncomfortable. And if that's what makes you uncomfortable, you should talk about it. Because you also, and um, you're, you're, you're in chapter 23. I don't name drop you, but I just, because I take the workshop and, you uh -huh. know, and I, and, I, and I bring that up, how you, like, it was, it was a big part of, like, everything uh -huh. connecting for me. Well, bitch, you should name drop me. I do, I do okay. in the, in the okay. um, post, like, in my, I don't think it's the weed cap, it's just me. Um, plugging stuff at the end, but I, I say your name and I say BobbyOliver.net because I was just improvising and that's okay. all I could yeah, remember. Yeah, that is still. But a thing. I did it's send people to yeah. your yeah. you and your place because I wanted to you know pimp. But well, yeah, I mean, I to me, I'm all you know was always about speaking your truth, and that was something that you were out though, right? But, no, not, not really out. at that time. And you'll hear at that time I was like I was known as I could be bi or pan, you know, to cool yeah. people. I would like. I would tell them, but it was like, it wasn't, I wasn't full out. I used the class as like a way to, like my dad w went to the grad show and this is the basically chapter 23. He goes to the grad show and like, I hadn't come up, but like, that was me, you oh know, my God. the show was like me coming out. So, and you were what? 25? 25. Yeah. See, that makes me so happy. Oh yeah. Because it, you have, I mean, because you were so... I mean, to use your word, fabulous. You're so amazing in so many ways. And I didn't really know you that well before you came out. But I imagine you didn't maybe get to be your full self all the time. Right. It was just like... Um like a, it was just like you're playing not a full role but you're just kind of acting yeah, yeah. you know you I just... mean we're all acting we're all acting like we want to be here and right. talk, we want to talk to people and people ask how you're doing you're like good yeah good yeah. you know and you're not good no um, <laughs> but but I'm glad that level of 
of acting. Okay, so I don't know. I'm going to look at this board. Yeah. Okay. This is the board of... And if I'm doing anything you don't want me to do, just tell me. No, please. Okay. This, okay. Is, this is all new. So, so, I grew up very much in the church. Uh, chapter 1, Jesus Loves Me. Duh. Um, I grew up in the church, Southern Baptist Church. But here's the thing. My grandparents were super religious. My parents weren't. But, like, they would make us go to church every Mother's Day, all of us, you know? Uh-huh. I used to have a joke about, you know, my mama had five kids. So, she, you know, she didn't want to get five kids ready for church on Sunday. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I think we only went to church cause there were, on Mother's Day because there was, like, a, a reward for most kids at church. <laughs> but if I had five kids, I wouldn't be going anywhere. Right. Every, you know? <laughs> Um, so, so your grandparents were like the, yes. And I had the shame. Mm. I had a really heavy, you know, my parents didn't take us to church, but they would say the stuff and it was always like, girls have to be pure. And if you're not pure, you're damaged and no one wants damaged goods and nobody's going to want to marry you. And no, and I had been, you know, raped as a child. So I'm internalizing all this, like I'm just damaged. So nobody's ever gonna, you know, right. Um, and actually, you know, the joke about, um, you know, God's going to flash your life in the sky like a movie picture. I and love that. Rubs, and I'm like, good, Grandma, maybe God will roll the credits so I can yeah. find out what some of their names were. Well, that was actually a joke about, I mean, we're being real here, right? So I ran away from home when I was 12 years old because my mother faked a phone call to an adoption agency in front of me and led me to believe they were on their way to get me. Oh, my God. So I ran away from home. My sister went with me to protect me. They later blamed her. Uh, went, <laughs> and went to my 19-year-old boyfriend's house. Oh, my God. Because when you grow up the way I grew up, you're 12 years old, you have a 19-year-old boyfriend. Of course. And no one goes, that seems wrong. <laughs> no one's like, that doesn't. You know, they were just like, whatever, leave. Um, so wow. he raped me that night, obviously. And... The, when the police picked us up the next day, my aunt said to me, I don't know why I changed it to my grandmama. Uh, my <laughs> aunt said to me, because, oh, because I, I, the joke about my grandmama being on prescriptions, 22 prescriptions, I oh. changed to my aunt because my parents didn't want it to be true. Right. <laughs> and so then I made my aunt my grandma. Okay. So anyway, my aunt said everything that happened, when the police picked us up the next morning after I'd run away, from home uh-huh. at 12 years old I've been raped my aunt said everything that happened to you last night everything you did God is going to flash in the sky on judgment day and everyone is going to see it and so I was like oh my God my rape is going to be flashed up in the sky and everybody and the, I internalized that so intensely for so long that it's the thing that led me to eventually rejecting religion altogether uh-huh. because I was like no God would do that <laughs> No God would show somebody's rape in the sky. That's a mean thing, you know? And why make it your fault? Like, why make it what you did? Like, right, because, a- well, she didn't know I was raped. She just assumed whatever happened, I went along with it. Got it. Because I was a floozy. Right. Or whatever. <laughs> floozy. Do you even know that word? 12-year-old floozy. Right, I, love I was. That word, I was a 12-year-old floozy. Um... So anyway, yes, religion and 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 the shame part of it, I think, and I know you were, you talk about Bob and being molested, and you know the shame that comes. Oh yeah. With just and religion is so much kept. Religions, the purpose of religion is to keep women down, to keep gay people down, yeah. to keep you know whoever Suppress. you want to point the particular um, passage at, like a weapon, down. So yeah, fuck religion, <laughs> fuck, fuck God. Um, all right. 
Uh, should I just keep going? KTB. Yeah. I love the kissing, touching, blowjob. Kissing, touching, And blow I jobs. love that when you had the first kiss with that guy, was it blonde leather? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. When, when, when you kiss, and it was romantic, and you, was that when you yeah, realized you wanted was... this kind of thing, like a relationship? <laughs> I, it, was it, I don't know if it was that one. It was one. Oh, that, no, that, that guy, was, no, that um, wasn't Blonde Leather. That was Leather. 13. That was. Rest Up Revelations. That was the last time. That was the last time I like hooked up with a stranger on the side of the road type right. thing. But yeah, this was the first time. This was the guy who was like, who paid for a cab and like, yeah. you know, um, wanted to put his to finger God, in my butt. There are so many times when you were like, and I was like, I'm not going to blow you. I was like, I would be terrified to say I'm not going to blow you at that point. I know. I know. Like, I kept thinking something but I feel like if I said, sorry, I'm not going to blow you, like, I just, they would just get beat up and they'd it, make me do, you know? Like, I, and these the days. Economy, you can say no ktb days i definitely sucked dick that i didn't want to suck but rest up days i was like i was feeling like i was like because you were the hot dude empowered rest, yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah you were mr hottie that's how i am at the skating rink i felt like <laughs> <laughs> don't even fuck with me at the skating rink okay? <laughs> i miss the skating rink um we could go sometime we should. yeah i don't what's remember? your order of operations like kissing I mean, kissing yeah touching yeah um I try to get mine before they get theirs. You know what I Smart. mean? Smart. Like, I mean, I say that deal- like I'm hooking up with all these people. <laughs> in the day, before I, you know, put the same dick in my mouth over and over and over. To, yeah, yeah. To quote you. Um, I like to get eaten before I blew anybody, because they would usually, like, not do it. Right. They, and see, you didn't, You said you didn't like 69. I like 69, because they have to do it as long as you do. <laughs> they can't just do some little, little, little yes. over shit. That's yeah. smart. That's yeah. smart, actually. And I like doing it i like blowjobs so i like i do it for a while and i do it well and i think the better you do it it makes them up their game oh yeah that's true yeah of course chris is a fan of doing that and is great at it so i haven't had to work any strategies on him (laughs) um i don't even remember what butch balls was butch balls was playing basketball uh, oh yes i had to play basketball (laughs) yes have we gotten to oh the scouts on it yes i play basketball with the recreation department i'm five two (laughs) they made me put but not not to make me be a particular thing i think just to get me the fuck out of the house sure my mama signed us up for every free recreation department every gymnastics basketball oh and every vacation bible school camp (laughs) anything that got us out of the house yeah, and yeah, they they were drop us off too. Like you said, they would drop. Yeah, us. yeah. Michelle, by the way, tell Michelle. Michelle, <laughs> I, know. I love you. And when you buy that, when you make that coconut lube, I will buy it. <laughs> but when you said there was no drama at your house at Christmas, and you got everything you ever wanted, and then you had horses and a pool and all this stuff, I can't. I was like, how is it that I like her? I know. I know. I, I can't. I didn't know this about her before. I was like, why did I just immediately not hate her when I met her? So that's a hard thing for me to get to know about her. Yeah. No. Um, I, in, I, I feel like I learned that she killed someone or something. Like she, she was it's so no true. drama at Christmas. It's, yeah. I can't even. Be, my mama canceled Christmas every year. She was always like Christmas, and that's why I hate Christmas. I feel so much anxiety yeah. around Christmas every year. I would like I would want to boombox. One year I remember this very clearly. I remember very little about my childhood, as you know, because uh, I was in yeah. a dissociative state. But I wanted a boombox. Okay, do y'all know what a boombox? I love. I know, you know what a boombox. Yes. Young, young people know what a boombox. Totally it plays music. Yeah. Um, Madonna had one in the um, Hung Up video. And what's that movie people always quote, Say Anything or something? The guy know. holds the boombox above his head. Oh, I've never yeah, seen yeah. it, but yeah. 
Okay, so I wanted one of those. It was fifty dollars. My mama said we cannot. I cannot buy you a fifty dollar present for Christmas. <laughs> so then she proceeds to buy me five ten dollar presents <laughs> that I did not want. Five things that Just I did not crap. want. And I was like, you could have bought me the boom box. She was like, I wanted you to have more than one thing to open for Christmas. And I was like, I wanted to have a boom box. <laughs> you know? So, like, we grew up, you know, seven people in a two-bedroom, one-bathroom trailer. Yeah. My sister and I slept in the laundry room. We had no door. Oh, my God. our room because it was the laundry room. Um, so, yeah, I... The, there was so much drama. I'd be so pissed about that boombox situation because, like, $50, like, come I on. I was smart. I knew math. Please. I was like, this is the same fucking, I called my best friend. I was like, you are never going to believe this shit. <laughs> I, I could have like, got a boombox. <laughs> yeah. I could have got a boombox. Okay. Um, self-love. What was that one about? Uh, that's the first time um, that I masturbated with the condom that I found Oh, on the that street. is so terrifying to me. I'm such a germaphobe. But it, it, it was, was a in new, a package. It was new. It was, but yeah. then you kept using but it. But I kept using it. It's that's the gross part. I'm surprised you didn't get some kind of like... Um, I know. I'm, I'm... Like trench dead. <laughs> <laughs> or something, you know? I know. I know. But I it know. is... But I, I, I can relate to the you thinking you invented it and you thinking if you don't keep doing it this exact way... Right, I really. I used to masturbate all the time when I was little. I think it was because I was molested and right. stuff when I was young, so it awakens this sexual thing in you. And so I used to always. Yeah, well, and my the, parents were always like, "Get your hand out of your pants! Get your hand out of yeah, your pants!" Yeah, I had a, a family member who was like that that would, that would do it in public. I would just do it at night. I just like even way before I came close to like ejaculating, I was like humping the mattress. I was uh-huh. just like really like into the, like my private area, you know. It's so <laughs> weird that. Guys, Do you want, I want to put this up so you uh, don't have to hold sorry. it. It's so weird that guys can't come at first. Oh yeah, that you I don't know. have an ejaculate. But like tons of hard-ons. Like I yeah, remember my that's dick just was... the weird. It must have the first time it came out. It must have, you must have freaked out. Yeah, I thought that I was having um like twelve-year-old. But Scouts Honor. Okay, I went yeah, to 4-H I know that camp. One for sure. I went to 4-H camp. Worst experience of my life. <laughs> what was of my like? life? It was, okay, well, part of it was because, well, first of all. And just to remind people, that's like, instead of Boy Scouts um, or Girl right, Scouts. Right, your friend at the end brought up 4-H. Yes. And said it was a rural thing. It is. It's a redneck thing. Right. It's like a redneck boys. It's a, there's like, and she brought up FFA, which is Future Farmers of America. Oh, And FHA, God. which is Future Homemakers of America. Talk about your fucking gender Ugh. stereotypes. So. Ugh. Who is, where did the whole idea of camp come from? Like, let's just take all these people at the the, the most sensitive, awkward, and meanest Horrible. time of their lives mm-hmm. and throw them in this Lord of the Flies, <laughs> unsupervised situation oh my God. where they're mostly just alone all the time. Yeah. And so I was just brutally bullied all week. I had, uh. I still, I had stress, stress-induced Tourette's when I was little, so I had tics. And I would, like, at that time, I, I had an eye-blinking tick that I did all the time. Mm. I've had various ticks. I would make a noise. I'd go, hmm, hmm, which was just lovely. I <laughs> <laughs> had a lot of friends at that time. And um, so I got picked on. And then also, I got pneumonia the week of ca- at camp oh, somehow. And so I coughed 
all night, every night, and all of the people in my cabin hated me for it. And the camp people would not let me call my parents to come get me. Oh, no. They made me stay, and they made me stay in that cabin and piss people off every single... And it was hell. Oh, my God. It was hell. That yes. sucks. Yes. Um, and you had to ride horses and shit? Like, no. The day? Oh, okay. No. It was a poor camp. It wasn't like Michelle's house. <laughs> you know... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um, <laughs> that's so funny yeah so anyway 4-H camp blue I, it was between 5th and 6th grade and it was just it was Lord of the Flies what did they make you do like when... yeah I mean I, I blocked so much of it out but it was like you had to have a buddy for everything and right. I didn't have a buddy oh god so like you couldn't go swimming without a buddy and so I didn't have a buddy. do anything <laughs> yes I was like I can get picked on like this at home you know <laughs> Oh my yeah, God. it was really awful. Um, uh, so, so, say my name was when the guy fucked my thighs. Okay, yes. I have had a lot of dicks rubbing on, <laughs> up and down my thighs for various reasons. Yes! One of them was when I was super young... And the guy didn't know what he was doing, and we didn't know anything about lube. I, I want to, I don't know, I refuse to even tell you how old I was. Mm-hmm. But, um,. He couldn't get it in because it just, you know, and so he just rubbed it on my thigh until he came. <laughs> and I was like, that was great. <laughs> but that was nice. So sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, Maybe if he'd eat my pussy. <laughs> I could've, he could have got it in. Um, I obviously don't have to, but the other new thing I'm making people do is they have to swear in to tell the truth. But we've already talked about so much. I know that that's not an issue here. Yeah, I don't have a, <laughs> I don't have a, a modesty mode. I know. Or a lie mode. I mean, I guess I do have a lie mode, but not about shit like this. I'm I mean, especially since you've been so brave and honest through all of this, that's and it, I, it has been funny, but it's just been so, just poignant and so just, you know, I really think you're healing people. I mean, I hate to be all serious and everything. No, that's the, that's all I want it to be able to do, you know, if someone can... I just hope a little boy can hear your podcast. That's all I mean, I hope yeah. a little femme boy that everybody's giving shit to... It's in some can't... shit town, like, just that's just still so in the behind times. Because, right, you know, it's, it's out there. <laughs> I mean, okay, my kid is... You know, I raised my niece and nephew. My kid is 30... And you know me. Yeah. She just came out to me. That's crazy to me. So see, so people are still have the mind fuck about, you know. So yeah. Um, But I hope a little kid is listening to this. I hope so. And knows that it gets better. Yeah. It gets funnier anyway. I know. Let's Um, laugh about it. Fat Matt. I never even knew about Fat Matt. I never even... I knew those stories about your mom leaving a note on the table. Yeah. And she was always like, let's leave in the middle of the night and pretend like it's a game. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, like the- <laughs> you know, I knew all that. But honestly, I'm with Michelle. I never really had much of an opinion about your mom before, but now I really don't like her. Oh, I see. And After I know fact- I should not blame her because I know how hard it is to take a bunch of... I don't know how hard it is to take a bunch of kids and leave a man and go stay somewhere, but I can yeah. imagine how hard and scary it would be. Yeah. But the saddest part was when you said, Bob is touching me, and she goes, yeah, I know. Yeah, and she just goes right back to the chair. And I, I really try to think of, like... Her life through her shoes. I mean, she was raised by alcoholics in the 60s. You know, like, so, I mean, she, yes, my mom sucks. 
But yeah, like, my parents were raised by alcoholics and drug addicts who stole from them and sold their shit to buy alcohol <laughs> or like went to jail for pills. Yeah. For, for, her mama went to jail for pills for, for, for you know, for um, faking all these prescriptions. Oh, forging. yeah. Forging. Like you forge Forging 22 prescriptions, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, they went through hell. But the yeah. thing about Michelle asking if somebody was molested or whatever, it's very, the percentage of people who go on to molest after being molested is extremely low. What do you mean? She said, uh, She asked if somebody who had molested somebody, if they had, or she asked if, if Bob had ever, or somebody had, oh, if someone molested, molested Bob, when they were right? I hate that too because my whole life I've been yeah. terrified of people that thinking I, that, and I've been terrified. What if I molest someone? Oh yeah, I have no desire to molest I have, someone, oh but my you're God. like scared that the people yeah. will think that for sure. But then I heard on SVU, so it must. Oh, be it's true, totally true. Yeah, that <laughs> it's a low percentage of you know. That it has a, to be because like a misnomer. Yeah, you, you would want, and for me, and I'm sure maybe you feel like you want the opposite. Like you want to, you see someone, you want to swoop them up and save them from yeah, that situation. Yeah, you want to like, them. You want to believe. You want them, them to like. Yeah. You want to help with what whatever it is. So yeah, and I not don't shame them or. Yeah. I don't. I don't like that theory or whatever. But I will tell you one thing that fucked with me uh, with the whole Bob the Diddler thing is that for the longest time I didn't know if that's what made me gay or if I was born gay. Like I, you know. Yeah, I just got in a fight with somebody who wrote some homophobic shit on my page who said, uh, he goes, I've read a lot of stuff and it turns out that people are just gay because they were molested. Uh, I was like, oh my God, that has been debunked so many times from so long ago. Yeah. But yeah, it's part of your internalized homophobia. Yeah. Or, you know, your self-hatred that, you know... Like, I thought I was a whore. I thought I was damaged goods. I thought no, it was my fault. Right. That I mean, everyone kept molesting and raping me. Right. I must be sending out some sort of rape me signals or yeah. something. It's like, oh, no, it turns out you were just unsupervised as a child. Yeah, so, yeah. And predators were like, oh, look, no one's around, you know? Um, yeah, Because exactly. poor people have to work all the time. All the time. And so they left us with my three older brothers and thought that was a good idea, even though they'd had to call the police on them multiple times for violence against each other. Yeah. And that my two older brothers had, like, tortured cats and stuff. Uh, they were like, oh, they'll be fine babysitters <laughs> for the two little girls. And They're uh, good. Yeah, they used to tie my thir- my brother who just died, they used to tie him to the bed. Oh, my God. Yeah. Siblings are the worst. Yes, it's the highest rate of domestic violence is among siblings. Yeah, I mean, we didn't do that crazy shit, but I did hold a fire poker up to my little sister's throat once. I was mad. Yeah, y'all sounded like y'all had a lovely relationship. (laughs) Let me just, all right, so I've got, I've made it to 15, and I had no idea that thing about all of your names. And what's Michael's last name? My dad's last name, Indorado. I know, yeah, I thought it was like that, or Imperial. I was like, no, that's a, an yeah. actor. Um, and I did. So, where did Natoli come from? That's my mom's maiden name. So, my grand, my my maternal grandfather was Thomas Natoli. So, you came by being Italian as fuck, honestly. Yeah, no matter what, it was going to be <laughs> you super Italian. You should Italian it up. Like, you really got a lot of. I know, I shouldn't super yeah. Italian it up. But you're, I love that you don't have the accent, but you do, you know, have it when you're being your. Uh, your Those mom people, or, yeah, uh, I can't help or, it. Yeah. I have to. Yeah, I, I, when I talk about them, I I get more rednecky. And it gives and it gives a more authentic, like you know, of whatever that is of who they are, because like that is just like it just I don't know, it just adds to the flair of their fucking. Character. Did they smoke? 
not I'm sure now they don't, but back then, like yeah. everybody smoked yeah. then. I yeah. remember people smoking in grocery stores. Yeah. Like they had ashtrays like at uh, gas stations, like at the counter to check out. There were just ashtrays like and right ashtrays there. Ashtrays in your car and ashtrays in the airplane seats. Yes, my daddy smoked in the trailer and in the car with the windows rolled up. Oh yeah, I mean that's why I've asthma. <laughs> Plus I've been smoking pot since I was ten years old, and I smoked cigarettes for like eight years. Let's see if there's anything that stands out to me. Honestly, I've done some really, like, I've done some really um, dangerous shit, but that rest stop area thing is really up there. I can't believe myself, honestly. That is the kind of stuff you do when you're young, though. If you had said you did that last year, I'd be like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) we need to reevaluate where you're going. (laughs) We need to But that's the kind of stupid shit you do before your frontal lobe fully develops. Yeah, I I could not do it in... Um, one of these episodes, I think this one was like the 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 return of the break after this summer. This past June, I went to Boston and I recorded myself at the rest stop. I went to all my old places and I recorded myself, and it it was horrible. Like it felt, and there were still people. There were still guys there. I did like a, I ghosted one guy because I like was sitting there. He looked over like it was the old. But, like, it, I could, like, there was no, even if you I wanted to. You see all the danger in it. Though. Yeah, my God. And then he was like, oh, let's just, he got out of his car to go, like, meet me in the woods. And I just pulled, I just left. I was like, ah! Because, like, I, no. Because you can see him on SVU being like, well, he met him in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But, yeah, I can't. He was asking to be murdered. There were so many of those. Like, I got in vans. I yeah. got in cars yeah. and went. You know how many people's rooms I've been to just because they said, hey, I've got a joint? <laughs> you know how many people could have lured me to my death over a joint? Yeah. Well, he had a joint, officer. That's why when they're like, "Why did he go in her room? Why did she go in Mike Tyson's room? Why did she go in Kobe's room?" Well, maybe he had a joint. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, "Let's go smoke a joint." That's he true. wasn't like, "I got a rape. Do you want to go to my right. room? I got, I've got a rape. You want a rape?" Um, That's so funny. But yeah, those are really scary. The one that, but honestly, the mermaid one really. I love the one where you where you realize you wanted the thing with the guy. Yeah, um, that was the last rest stop. And I, uh, I love. Oh, and oh, the, yeah, the whole story. By the way, I had a rat tail. It was fucking smoking. <gasps> okay, so my, but you know, I'm from a really redneck town. My best friend's mama was a hairdresser, mm. and she would do our hair. So she had it colored like red and blonde and all, and then she. She, like, shaved it in the back in a stack. And we had a long rat tail. Me and my best friend, Kelly Hutchison. And we put jewelry in it. Oh, fuck yeah. Yes, we would put an earring in it. And all kind of... And so... And we did that. And I had this long white trench coat. Oh, my God. That I used to wear that said, like, you know... The inside tags had like fast relief from bad wardrobes or some stupid shit. Uh-huh. Um, but my Kelly, okay, Kelly had one. She continued to grow the rat tail like really long, like really, really long. Wow. And these guys at a party um, attacked her and held her down and cut it off with a pair of scissors. What? Yes. Oh my God. Is that not. I mean, that's assault. That's definitely got to yeah. be assault. They held her down and cut, cut and it took her of- years to grow that thing. And besides, a bunch of guys holding you down, coming at you with a pair of scissors. Wow. Was that like in front of people? Yeah, like, it was oh. at a party. I wasn't there or I would be in jail still. Because <laughs> the scissors would have yeah. I would have fucked up a motherfucker. Oh my God. And, if they done, and she handled it like it was, and I would be like, uh, she was like, oh man, that, I'd be like, you're not mad enough. 
Yeah. <laughs> this was crazy. like, a, this was rapey. <laughs> that's super rapey. You know, to cut your hair without <laughs> your permission. So anyway, but we, we thought we were badass. Wow. I went I through it. every possible phase. Uh, I wasn't just the chick with the, you know, the rat tail. Yeah. Um, I, I looked like, my, I dressed like Madonna, ninth grade. <sighs> year. Yes. And so I wore lace fingerless gloves every day <sighs> God, to school. Yeah. <laughs> Every day. Oh, God. I wore one big, long star earring. Oh. I wore thing. You know, I have, I'm blonde, so I wore, th- like, a tie up in my hair. Like a big like, bow? Yeah. I, oh, and, my and the, God. Yeah, I'm getting they wet. They Madonna. That was, like, an act, a, a nickname some people have for me. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, um, and I, then I wanted to be preppy. I mean, I don't remember the order of when. But you went through but all I, each. But ninth grade, yeah. I know I was Madonna. But um, <laughs> then I wanted to be preppy. And so I had like duck shoes. Do you know what I those are? I don't know are? what duck shoes are. I Googled them and showed them to somebody recently. But they're like shoes that like rich people who have boats wear. Like there's no reason to wear oh, okay. duck shoes on land. Yeah. Really. That would be like an L.L. <laughs> Bean jacket. Right. From, it was a so. very L.L. <laughs> Bean looking kind of thing. You know, okay. it had like a rubber sole. Okay. All and right. And then like blue. They were blue and you know, and I had—I don't know if you know what claws and a beads were, uh-uh. but they were all the shit that you would have a long string gold necklace, and you would add oh. these really decorative beads. They're called claws and a beads, and you know I'm from a trailer park, right? Uh, but I was really fronting, and so this <laughs> chick one time told me, um, much later she was like, "Oh, I thought you lived in one of those houses on the square with the big columns." So we have plantation houses. Where oh. I'm from, because uh, Sherman had friends in Atlanta, uh, in Covington, so uh-huh. when he burned Atlanta, he didn't burn Covington. That's why we filmed so much shit there. Right. So she thought I lived in one of the plantation houses. Oh my! Because I was so afraid somebody was going. But everybody, I thought everybody. Knew. I mean, yeah, it's a small town. Certainly, everybody at the bus stop knew that I was. Well, you were selling it, part. and she was yeah, buying I was it. Selling it. Maybe she thought I was Madonna too. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Did you tease your hair? Was it like a... I had perm. Oh, fuck, yeah. yes. I, so I have super... You can't see me. I have super... If you can't see me. <laughs> can you see me? I have super straight hair. Straight blonde hair. So this is like all it does naturally is just... Right, right. It's like oh, baby yeah. Hair. So I had a perm. I spent a lot of money on perm. And of course I had feathers, at, you know, for a while. The yeah. huge feathers. I went to high school 82 to 86. Oh, my God. I was in college, 86 to 90. You could go through some great hair during those years. I did. I went through every possible hair. And I also got to see the Purple Rain Tour was my first concert. And then I saw Like a Virgin. Oh! (laughs) Yeah, so I had, there was like some real, that was a, um, a good time. That's so authentically... Scenester, retro hipster. I saw the Beastie Boys when they were a punk band open up for Madonna. Oh my God! I knew they opened up for Madonna, but now that you've seen them, what? I did, and I hated them. And as you know now, they're my favorite band. Yeah. But I hated them because I wasn't into punk. Right. Yeah. And even though I married a punk. Wow. But we used to go see Rocky Horror every weekend. All right. So we used to go to the skating rink every weekend when oh, we were man. kids. Because the same person that owned our trailer park, my daddy wants you to know we didn't live in the trailer park. <laughs> We owned our own trailer in land. So we lived in a trailer next to the trailer park. So I didn't even know that until I was an adult. Oh my that God. we didn't live in the trailer park. That's so um, 
<laughs> my daddy wants you to know. Um, so the per- people who owned the trailer park owned a skating rink at the end of the trailer park. And so I went skating every weekend. My parents would go to the auction every weekend to buy antique furniture that no one knew what they had. And my parents would buy it for a cheap price. And then we they restored antiques. My family restored antiques. That is so cool. Yeah, so they'd go to the auction, I'd go skating. And then when I got to high school, instead of going skating every Friday night, we'd go to Atlanta, drive to Atlanta, the Rocky Horror Show, every, at midnight every Friday and Saturday. Oh, my God. You're like becoming more of a hero right now. And then I started dating this dude who was obsessed with Pink Floyd, and he made me go see the fucking wall at midnight every fucking weekend. Every weekend? And let me tell you something. Rocky Horror is a movie you can go see a bunch of times. The wall is not. <laughs> It took me decades to even be able to listen to the wall after this. This guy was like fucking obsessed with this. Oh my god, that's horrible. Yeah. But the Rocky Horror Picture Show sounds fabulous. Yes. I was a huge alcoholic in high school. Uh-huh. Which is part of why I don't drink now. But like, you know, I was in rehab yeah, yeah. slash mental hospital when I was sixteen mm-hmm. because I was drinking too much and I got I got busted at McDonald's selling drugs to my boss <laughs> because they'd been watching my boss. So, like, oh, I wanted God. to go see the Go-Go's um, at Six Flags. And so he wouldn't give me the day off unless I uh, sold him some pot. So <laughs> I went and got him some pot on the clock and came back and sold it to him. And uh, corporate or whoever had been watching him, and they got caught me up in that. Oh, God. And I went to rehab, actually, to keep from getting arrested. Oh, my God. At McDonald's. <laughs> Oh my God! Wow! And I was in there for months, so people just forgot about it by the time I came out. (laughs) But I couldn't go see the Go Go's because someone stole my wallet from the break room at McDonald's. Fucking McDonald's! But you know what? I did like working at McDonald's because, so I I hated myself so much. Mm. I mean, I was the kid who had Tourette's as a kid. You know, you go to you go. I didn't get to go from school to school. Not like it's a privilege, but you go to same. You go to school with people. In kindergarten through 12th grade, you know all the same people, yeah. right? All the schools are the same people you always know. Right. So when I was in kindergarten, I had stress-induced Tourette's. I had tics. I made noises. And I carried, and even through elementary school, I carried a puppet with me. Oh, my God. An emotional support puppet. <laughs> um, my mama wrote a, wrote a note to the school saying I can take the puppet to school. It's the I'll never forgive her for that. Um, and so I walked around with the puppet going, hmm, hmm, So. Oh, God. Even when I outgrew that and had all this therapy and got on drugs or whatever, when I would say drugs, I don't just mean lithium, I mean like pot. Mm-hmm. Um, I was still the chick that used to carry the pipe. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, yeah. so I didn't have a lot. I, I didn't have a lot of friends. I didn't have, except a couple of my weird, my couple of weird friends. And, you know, I, I would get a lot of male attention in secret, but never out in the, you know. In front of and, people. Yes, and I right. was always chubby my whole life. So guys would hit on me all the time, but never in front of anybody. Mm-hmm. But when I went to McDonald's, started working at McDonald's, and I started being exposed to all these people who didn't go to school with me. And this is going to sound very unfeminist, what I'm about to say. <laughs> Every guy who came in there and ordered for me hit on me. Nice. And I, and it made me realize, hey, I'm not so bad. Yeah. I'm, you know. And then when I went to rehab or the the mental institution, because of the McDonald's thing, and because my mama found some joints 
and she was cleaning my room, <laughs> and she found some joints in a in in the pantaloons of a ceramic doll. Oh, jeez. And she Good found some boot. I was like, you should clean for the CIA. <laughs> you know? So she was like, you got to go off to this, you know, and McDonald's was on my back. And I was like, okay, I'll go. They convinced me that if I signed myself in, wow. I would only be there for like two weeks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, um, my God. Yeah. So, but when I went to rehab, when I went to the middle institution, none of those people knew that I was just dirt poor. And they didn't know I used to carry a puppet around right. and have Tourette's. So I made a lot of friends there. You got to like, it was like a fresh start. Right. It was these people seeing me as I was now with no baggage. Yes. So, yeah. So working at McDonald's and going to rehab. I have jokes about how it was my best year of high school. <laughs> you know, I was named Miss Bipolar. Oh, my God. Twice. <laughs> twice. <laughs> then most likely to succeed in suicide attempts. Um, but I was in there like all of 11th grade almost. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. So that made me feel, but yeah, I've always had like, I relate so much to the shame aspect of everything that happened to you as a kid because we, it's just, we were just, people shame kids just way too much for, yeah. And they don't realize what it's saying to a kid, you know, like kids take the most innocuous thing and worry about it. I mean, I, I, I was born 40 years old, and I was just anxious <laughs> from the get-go, you know, just anxious as fuck yeah. from the get-go. Being kidnapped at five years old probably did not help that. But yeah. um, I even, like, one time my daddy said to me, do you know what kudzu is? Mm-mm. Okay, so kudzu is this stuff that grows on the side of the road. It looks like ivy. Okay. okay. So we were driving down the road one day, and it's everywhere in the south. Okay. And my daddy goes, oh, that kudzu is going to take over the world someday. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, well, you can't burn it. You can't pull it up. You pull it up, it grows back again. It grows like four feet a day. This is true. It grows something like four feet a day. Yeah. Or two, whatever. And he's just like, this is going to take over the world. And for the longest time, I worried that kudzu was going to take over the world. (laughs) See? Right. Yes. So imagine saying stuff to kids like, I wanted a boy. I had a boy. (laughs) You know, like your mom did. Or like, you know, you have to be pure. Or no one wants anybody that's not pure. And you're damaged or shameful or but you know all kids have to do is listen because they're they we don't work we don't i mean we go to school but like all we have to do is to sit and observe at least yeah. it was for people like us i think and like kids taking every little like i'm sure you felt and and some people don't get this like you you knew could you feel like that it costs money for you to exist. Oh, my God. I was reminded that constantly. Yeah. Because we didn't have a door on our bedroom, and our bedroom was next to the kitchen, my my mom and daddy would sit up at the kitchen table like once a month or whatever and go over bills. And they were always talking about how much money they had in their account and how much they owed. And they always owed more than they had. Right. And they always talked about, what if we paid this late? What if we only sent this amount then? And maybe we could get, you know, that one you're allowed to, they won't shut it off. So, like, as a kid, I would lay in bed and worry about bills. Yeah. And, you know, as an adult, I worry about bills all the time. And I think, okay, this is the bill they won't shut off. This is the thing you get a late fee for. Like, I'm obsessed with bills. Chris never thinks about bills. Yeah. Chris never, you know, his parents never worried about, they never talked about paying bills in front of him. They never had a problem paying bills. He just thinks some fairy magically (laughs) pays all the bills. And it's going to work. You know, I was working on this bit where I was like, I heard these people talking about what they do if they won the lottery. Like, I'd go to the south of France. And I was like, you know, if I won the lottery, like, I just, 
my dream is to just like not know how much my electric bill is off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah. You know, can I just let that go? Yeah. You know, I don't need to go to France. Can I just not, you know, be, can I just relax yeah. for yeah. five fucking minutes? My daddy used to say, money changes people. Money does something to people. I was like, yeah, it relaxes them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> something about knowing you can make rent really cheers a person up. <laughs> I'm thinking about December rent. I'm addicted to chapstick, so I get you. If you can't find it, I have some Carmex right here. Oh, it's in this little bag. I have to know why you have a hat in a bag. Oh, right. <laughs> um, well, it is, if in case I want to wear a hat, I brought it, but it's in a bag because I'm trying new things with people on the show, and... One of them is to make them wear a stupid hat. One of them is I would love to have a spin-the-wheel game. But I don't have a fucking wheel, and I can't. I'm not gonna make a wheel. So oh, so I, I could draw stuff out draw of a hat. Draw something out of a hat. That's the best use for a hat. But I kind of already know what I need us to draw because the game is okay. basically, um, like I was saying at the mic the other night about like you know if I'm gonna if I'm talking about gay stuff like I'm representing the community. I want to be respectful and and do everything the way I'm supposed to. Um, so it's basically every every piece has an L, a B, a G, a T, and then like. I'll have some kind of like trivia thing that we don't know about lesbian history or gay or whatever. But today, I realized on the way here, we have to pick the I and the A because I don't know what those are. I just learned two days ago what intersex is. One of my students okay. had a talk with me Good. and explained it to me in front of the whole class. And then I didn't believe her. And then she accused me of gaslighting her. And then she Googled <laughs> it and showed me. And it turns out I'm complete, it was completely wrong. I was completely wrong. Because I don't even know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't and know. I think I only know what the A is if we don't know, another can... one of my students has a joke about she's the A. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the I is intersex. Yes. And intersex is like um, non-binary, non-conform. Non- I thought that too. I thought it meant gender fluid. And it used to mean unisex, remember, back in the day? Sure, yeah. Like if a hair salon said intersex, it meant yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. But it's not. It's not. I thought it was, and then a young person corrected the fuck out of me. Uh-oh. Okay, so <laughs> intersex means it is the new word for for people who have both uh, genitals. It's a, the new word for what we used to say hermaphrodite. hermaphrodite. You shouldn't say hermaphrodite anymore. Got so it. So intersex means that. But I'm like, well, here's what you people don't understand. There are a lot of words that today mean stuff to y'all that we had a completely de- different definition for. Okay, what did you learn hotbox was? Hotbox is when you get high in a car or okay. a closet or like you, that's... Uh, okay, that is not what I learned. <laughs> what I learned, and someone else wrote on, when I posted this the other day on Facebook and said that's what they learned too, that hotbox is when, you know, you're sharing a cigarette or a joint and the person, before they pass it to you, they hit it so hard that when you put it in your mouth, the filter's hot and it kind of burns your lips a little bit. I didn't know that had a name. When I was growing up in the 70s, getting high when I was 10 years old, uh-huh. <laughs> it was called Hotbox. Oh. And everybody kept saying, no, it's the car thing. But then somebody posted, that, no, that I know it is the thing you know it is. Interesting. So, but they were also from the Southeast. Well, and here's, I'll, I'll say this about Hotbox. I'm from the East Coast, Massachusetts. We didn't call it that. That was not, I'd never heard Hotbox till I moved to California. Well, you're wrong about no trampolines on the East Coast, though. 
Oh, really? My cousin across the dirt road from us had a trampoline, and we were on it every day, and it is dangerous. I broke my sister's nose on it. <laughs> I broke her nose three times. One of them was an accident, and that was the first one on a trampoline. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. Yes, they are dangerous. So that's why if kids have trampolines now, they have, they have like the, a complete fence of, they have the net. of uh, padding yeah. all around it. And the kids go in there dressed like sumo wrestlers with padding all over their body, probably. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, funny. we had we had trampolines, but yeah, intersex means um, a person that has um, both traditionally gen- male and female genitals. Both. Okay. Yeah, it is a much nicer word than hermaphrodite. It, it really that is. Sounds it's, like a Greek goddess, though, doesn't it? And it's just a mouth like hermaphrodite just yeah. has like intersex. So many words nice. just got such baggage anyway for so long. We might as well have a new word for them. Yeah, you might as you well because it's not like people were saying hermaphrodite in a complimentary way right, to people. Right. <laughs> and like it, you know, it it took me a lot. Well, I I mean, it's been years since I learned this, but like I didn't know you weren't supposed to say tranny. I thought it was just like a nick, you know, a, an abbreviation. That's but a, it has yeah. so much baggage from being used in such a negative way for so long. It's it, That's a tough one because, and, and especially for allies and people in the community, because it was used for so long with within each other as like a way yeah. to describe, you know, and turns out it was offending people, but you know. Yeah, learn, I mean, I it's just was, like not all black people or feel comfortable with black people saying the N-word. Yeah. Um, I don't usually say the N-word, but somebody <laughs> reported me on Twitter for, for using the the actual word when I was really? quoting Papa John because people are like he said the n-word no he didn't the n-word sounds like a nice comfortable that yeah. he said nigger right on a conference call right about pizza right <laughs> <laughs> right you, you know you don't that right. doesn't fall out of your mouth unless you had one in the chamber already and it's you're just really you're 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 saying what I'm happened. Saying what he said. What happened? Right. Because I think we we distance ourselves from stuff by by making the words too sanitized. But I understand other people's positions. But um, but anyway, so now I say trans now. Yeah. And you know, what I was thinking about in the shower <laughs> the other day. All these people who were so anti-trans or whatever, I never hear them say shit about nose jobs. You know what? I never or people coloring their hair, uh-huh. or get, like all these Ivanka worshippers. You ever seen pictures of Ivanka? <sighs> oh my God, she was like oh. a troll under a bridge. Oh yeah, she had like the biggest nose, you know. <laughs> and I should Google that. Actually, I haven't yeah, seen like a lot like, of them. She's frightening. She's completely oh redone God. through surgery. Uh, and same thing with Melania. She wasn't that pretty before all that surgery. Oh yeah, she's definitely yeah. been. Um, but yeah, she's got a big honker. Uh, but yeah, the people who th- it's fine with her having all that, you know, people having breast implants and all that, they're like trans. No, oh my god. Yeah, and I um because I just I check in every few days. Like I just found out about this whole like new thing they're trying to do with like banning trans rights or like what the fuck ever like what or like wiping them completely out of existence and what? just like yeah like, having refusing to even have like a definition. How is any of that like? Meanwhile, I have a niece who. Has got, she lives in a very small town. I love her. I hope she never listens to this. I can't imagine her being a fan of mine. I know. Um, but she has breast implants. She has butt implants. She, her eyebrows look like, I had a, I tweeted, can someone let my niece know we're not 
Can someone let my niece's eyebrows know we're not Hispanic? <laughs> she shaves them off and dries away. So she has all these implants, all the most severe makeup. She sells insurance. I mean, she's like a secretary of insurance. <coughs> oh, my God. All of us in a tiny little town. Why would you need butt implant? Like, why are you, what is your... That's crazy. Yeah. Are you, are you planning to strip and- next? <laughs> but, and she's beautiful. Mm. She's beautiful. That's crazy. Yeah, so what's it? And do I understand what it feels like to be trans? No, I've never been trans. But why not have some compassion for other people's experiences since it literally does not affect me at all? Right. <laughs> it literally, like gay marriage, literally had no effect on my marriage at all. You know? Yeah. It's like I have friends who are trans and they, it literally is not, has no. Negative yeah. effect on our relationship. <laughs> like, what? I know. I, w- I get jealous of kids because I wish I grew up in this kind of uh, world where these phrases and lingo exists. And I, and I wonder, would I identify as fluid? And then I'm like, well, nothing's stopping you from doing it now. Doing it right now. Right, right. You know, but that is such a weird thing for me. Like, that's like a new thing that's like weird because... Because, yeah, when I was a kid, like, I, I, I hated all I, I didn't think any of that stuff. Like Kids are so aware now. They're so self-aware. Oh, my God, They're yeah. so meta. I know. And they're so like, oh, being awkward right now. <laughs> Could you imagine being so self-aware? You could be like, okay, I'm awkward. Let me just say I'm awkward and cut the awkwardness. Through. What? I know. I know. It's crazy. They're so like fucking Dawson's Creek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I remember Dawson's Creek. What uh what's the A though? In- oh, uh asexual. Oh. And an asexual is someone who doesn't identify not, with any does not into sex. Oh, not into sex. Where is which one's the is queer? Is that the gender queer? Queer's kind of a catch all, I think. Okay. Queer just meaning I'm not normative. Whatever. I could be I, gay. Could, could or- be gay by straight not straight. Gay by Gender fluid, okay. uh, pants. See, some of them feel like they mean the same things. Like we're saying the same things over and over. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's that's where I get so confused. Yeah. With uh... the reason I started the LGBT mic is because gender fluid people wanted to come to the women's mic. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't want to be like, if you present feminine, you can come to the But if you present masculine, you're just going to make everybody yeah, in the women it, only mic uncomfortable. It makes the and whole point. And I was like, that. what does that make me? That makes me some kind of what? Behind the times? No, because Am I, I like Archie Bunker over here? Not <laughs> wanting... You're the Archie Bunker of open mics. <laughs> no, I th- because I, I can understand how you want you. You want to protect that Monday mic, yeah. that that women's mic. Well, this this person who was gender fluid uh, came, and she it, they. I'm trying to train myself to never say pronouns anymore, <laughs> but it's just it's it's a work in progress. So they uh, they presented like a lesbian. Oh, okay. So I was like, this won't be any nobody will feel awkward in here. But then a like a couple of weeks ago, a trans man came. Trans women were trans inclusive, but a trans man came, went on stage, identified as a man. And so then I said, I think our LGBT mic would be more appropriate for you. Because if you don't, if you identify as a man, if you're telling us you identify as a man, I don't think the women only mic. And I didn't know how to say that. <laughs> right, but yeah. it's like, I really want to preserve, I, I, I want to accept trans women. But I really want to preserve the feeling of 
not having of men the there. safe space. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's totally understandable. And like a literal safe space, because many women have gone on stage and said, and I, this, I can't believe this never even occurred to me, honestly, me of all people, but have gone on stage and said, this is the only mic I've ever been to where I can leave my drink and go to the bathroom. Oh my God. I never even thought of that. That's crazy and true. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, give it up for Bobby Oliver. We actually have more of our conversation coming up on the next episode of the thomas anonymous show Woohoo! for now you can follow the show on instagram at the thomas anonymous pod and remember to download stereo app and follow thomas anonymous that way you know when i'm broadcasting live because i do other things besides thomas anonymous on there you gotta join in like i'm totally doing this theme show contest on stereo for the thomas anonymous show yeah so make sure to download stereo and follow me thomas anonymous okay bye